There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He was supposed to bring me on. The, the music was just supposed to start. And then he just kept talking. I was like, Kenny, you're going off script here. (laughs) That was Kelsey Ballerini from the CMA Close-Up Stage at Fanfare X. Just one of three podcast tapings we did at CMA Fest. That's a lot of work. I'm Kelly Sutton, and I have so much to tell you. I'm Amber Anderson, and we have packed the show with onstage and backstage moments from Country Music's Biggest Party. If you weren't in Nashville this week... You missed out, but we're going to do our best to bring all the highlights and behind the scenes scoop right to you. Also, shout out to everyone who stopped by the Amazon Music booth at Fanfare X or was in the audience for one of our Artist of the Day tapings. We saw you. Yes, I know we have a bunch of new friends listening for the very first time. So welcome. This is the destination for country music fans. We get our name from the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music, and you'll find that heat is the prevailing theme on this podcast. So don't make a drinking game out of counting hot things or you'll be trashed fast. Oh my goodness, no. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, it really was so great to see everyone again last week. So many people I hadn't seen since before the pandemic. I mean, industry people, fans, artists, people that we hadn't talked to in forever. Kelly, didn't you feel like there was just this kind of buzz? I mean, we got that at the ACMs a little bit, but how did you feel about everybody being back together? This was like homecoming. It was our own hometown and everybody came. It was so exciting. I saw some friends I had not seen for four years from the UK. That was amazing. And like you said, um, so many of our artist friends were all there. So yeah, definitely a homecoming vibe. And Thursday night was a big night for the Amazon family because Carrie Underwood gave us an exclusive live stream performance to celebrate the release of her new album, Denim and Rhinestones. And... We got to host the pre-show, which was so amazing, chatting with all the fans who tuned in from all over the world. You don't really think about, I mean, that's one of the really great things about, you know, the world that we live in right now. You can reach so many people um, all at once and you don't even know, you know, where all the fans are. So it's really cool. Can we just talk about that show? Amazing. Absolutely unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. And I know I say I said this to my husband as soon as I got home. It was one of Carrie's best performances I've ever seen her do. And it was for our audience, our live stream audience on Amazon. It was so much fun being down at the bell tower to do a little intro, a little, you know, got to do a lot of songs from Denim and Rhinestones for some fans that were were there, a lot of fan club members. So I had a lot of awesome familiar faces in the room, got to do some new stuff, got to play some favorites. um, And it was all streamed on Amazon. And uh, it was it was just fun. It was a fun celebration. I felt like just being able to release new music and just do what we 
do do what we love. I think I looked at you at one point and I was like, she did two black Cadillacs and blown away like back to back. (laughs) And I was like, these two songs, I mean, it's almost like none of her other songs take, you know, vocal power or something. But those two songs specifically, I'm just like, how in the world is she doing this? How is she doing this? Because she was giving it you know, 200%. And she looked fab. It felt fab in the room, Mm -hmm. the denim, the rhinestones hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, that was an unforgettable night for sure. That was definitely one of the highlights of my week. Absolutely. And I have to send a very special thank you to our girl, Lily Rose, who stepped up last minute to fill in for me. I wasn't able to make the stadium show Sunday night, which we were scheduled to co-host. So she jumped in and from everything I heard, you two knocked it out of the park. It was so much fun. And Lily was so, so great. She really relished getting to be on stage in front of all those people in a different capacity. I mean, she had just played the stadium two nights before. And I remember just being like, gosh, you were just out there on the platform stage. And now here we are introducing all of these acts. And the funniest thing was that, you know, we're side stage and Lady A is like warming up and she just kind of looks over and was like, this is one of the biggest nights of my life. Uh Like you have no idea how much Lady A has influenced me over the years and just getting to be here and like introduce them on this stage is just surreal. So that was really fun to watch an artist be a fan of someone that they hold in such high regard. And it was such a huge night because I know that there were so many of our friends taking the stage. What was the vibe like? It was also the wrap up of CMA Fest. It was complete chaos on the side of the stage. They were quick changing between acts and there were so many artists just hanging around. We saw newer acts like Angie Kay and Kylie Morgan introducing themselves and getting their pictures taken with Sarah Evans. Jake Scott was shooting cell phone video. (laughs) One act would literally come off the stage and high five and hug the next act coming on. So that was the show behind the show. Well, thanks again to Lily Rose. I certainly hate that I had to miss it, but I'm so proud of you both. And y'all make sure you go stream Lily's new song, I'd Be You, which just came out. quite a bit of news that came out this week. So let's catch up on all the headlines. We're going to start the show off with a segment called What's Cooking? And make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end of the pod where we have some very fun fly on the wall moments to share from backstage, including an update on Carrie Underwood's chickens. One of the biggest stories to come out of last week was that ACM top new female artist Lainey Wilson was joining the cast of Yellowstone season five. And although she does play a musician, it doesn't sound like this is just any sort of small cameo. She told us how it all came about. So Yellowstone has been so good to me. I mean, they have put three of my songs in a show so far and really just like introduced my music to a lot of folks. And I met Taylor Sheridan, the writer and producer, and we really just kind of became friends. And he called me in February and was like, what you say about me creating a character specifically for you? And I'm like, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> he said, Lainey, I mean, you pretty much get on stage every night while you're playing a show and act. He said, you can do it. He said, I believe it. So we are doing it. I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and it's going to be awesome. Filming has started. We are in the thick of it. So um, 
I said, I've been acting a fool my whole life. I said, I don't know why I can't do this. <laughs> we know her character's name is Abby, but we don't yet know how she's involved with the Dutton family. The big stadium show at CMA Fest is always full of surprise moments and unannounced guests. You've probably seen a bunch of the highlights on social media, but we have a bit of behind the scenes scoop to share. Okay, let's start with Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter showing up to do their smash hit Thinking About You on Thursday night. Now, that was a last minute addition to the schedule. Dustin told us he got the call one week before the duet was taped for the upcoming ABC special for CMA Fest. I'm, I'm pumped. It's an honor to get asked to, to be a part of this show, but, but then also have a song that is kind of just the undeniable thing that, you know, makes sense to do. So I, to be included on the special is just uh, it's such an honor. You know, it's something, it's a goal that I've had as an artist, my team's had, we've all had for years. And to finally be here is really cool. There were a couple of other artists that popped up on the stadium stage to just tape a song or two for the TV special, including Russell Dickerson, who brought out Jake Scott for She Likes It, and Cole Swindell, who did two songs at the stadium, in addition to his full set at Ascend Amphitheater the next night. And it made total sense that Carly Pierce would bring out Winona during her set on the big stage. Obviously, we lost Naomi earlier this year and I have loved the Judds forever. We're all Kentucky girls. And when thinking about it, I just wanted to ask Wynonna. Wynonna has become a friend. And I just wanted to ask her if she'd do it with me. She's never sang this song with anybody else other than her mom. Um, we're singing Why Not Me, which was such a special song to me. And she was my first concert when I was eight years old. So this is the most full circle wild thing. I'm going to try to get through it. <laughs> it was also fun to see people at the show who weren't even performing. Like I ran into Tyler and Haley Hubbard backstage. I guess they just had a date night to see their friends. And I know Kelsey Ballerini came back Sunday night to watch Lady A perform. This week was full of great moments in hallways and green rooms with artists reconnecting or in many cases meeting for the first time. I mean, I saw the boys from King Calloway and I have not seen them in forever. They have a brand new song they just released with Zach Brown Band. And then I got to see Craig Morgan backstage at the CMA close-up stage and I haven't seen him in a minute either. Yeah, and I ran into Mickey Guyton and Raina Roberts outside of Fanfare X and we were all at the valet line. So we got to catch up and take a picture together. And it actually was quite a fun moment just getting to reconnect with both of them. I love them both so much. And they're such great talents making big strides in this genre. And so that was kind of a cool moment for me. You never know who you're going to see in the valet line. <laughs> this is true. Okay. We also have a few things to report that maybe aren't out in the world yet. So breaking news. Oh, let's break it. Okay. For starters, we convinced Keith Urban to spill the tea on his next single. Yes. Have a new single coming. Are we able to say what the new single is? Yeah. yeah it's called Brown Eyes Baby. It's coming out. Very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a song. There's, I've got a whole bunch of new music coming and there's songs that I wrote, songs that I didn't write but found and really loved and gravitated towards. So I'm looking forward to everyone getting to hear these songs. And when pressed about the whole songs, plural comment, he said, yes, there was a new album on the way. We are also the first to get the news on Jason Aldean's next single. His current hit, Trouble with a Heartbreak, is on its third week at number one. So we asked, what's next? The follow-up single, I think you might be the first person I'm telling this, but it's a song called That's What Tequila Does, which will go back to the making side of the album and pull from that. But yeah, it's called That's What Tequila Does. And um one of the you know one of the first things we cut for this record that I was really excited about and something we've kind of started playing live a little bit now just to 
get a gauge on on fans and kind of see how it goes over live. But uh, yeah, as soon as Trouble with the Heartbreak's done, that one's coming next. And finally, we want to send healing vibes out to Toby Keith. We learned this week that he has been battling stomach cancer for the last six months. Chemo, radiation, surgery. It sounds like he's really been through it. But we all know that Toby isn't going to get knocked around without a fight. And he says he wants to get back on stage real soon. But for now, he's going to be spending some time with his family, resting and recovering. Now, he was scheduled to play Rib Fest in Naperville, Illinois this weekend, but he's had to cancel his shows through the end of the year. All the best wishes to you, Toby. One of the great things about talking to all the artists this week at CMA Fest is that we got so many backstories on the music on the Country Heat playlist. So our heat index is extra hot this week. And if you're new around here, Country Heat is the marquee country playlist for Amazon Music. It's the big leagues, 50 of the biggest country songs available at the moment. It's like the NBA or the NFL. Also, if you're new around here, just know that Amber will work in a sports reference in every episode. I try, I try. But the Heat Index takes a look at those songs and highlights the ones that are either racking up the spins, are new to the playlist, or are just things Kelly and I are really digging. We are both big fans of singer-turned-actress Lainey Wilson, who gave us the backstory on Heart Like a Truck. Heart Like a Truck is a song about finding freedom and strength. It's about not being afraid of the scratches and the dents and the bumps along the way, because at the end of the day, that's what makes you you, and that's what builds character. It's a song about triumph. It's about, you know, a little bit about where I've been, but more importantly... Where I'm going. A little bit of love is all that is needed, but it's good as it is tough. I got a heart like a truck. It was only a few weeks ago that Cole Swindell was our center stage guest here on the podcast, and he told us he really wanted to team up with Jody Messina for his new song, She Had Me at Heads Carolina. We had to ask if there had been any progress on a collaboration, and it sounds like this thing could be even bigger than we first thought. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, working on it. That's uh, that's the thing. We're trying to figure out, you know, when the right time. I, I just want that to be such a big moment for, for both of us. And she, you know, she deserves that. That She's the one that made the original song the, the hit that it was. And we're just trying to find the right time, you know, to, to do whatever we're going to do together because she's um, a big part of it. And also the songwriters. I uh, wrote it with Thomas Rhett. Uh, you know, I think there's a way to get him involved somehow. Trust me, we're working on it. Everybody says that. So I know that people want it. And trust me, I, uh, I do too. Oh my goodness. That would be amazing. I'm still crossing my fingers for a big CMA Awards production. Yeah, you laid that all out there <laughs> for him. <laughs> I did. Well, speaking of Thomas Rhett, we did get to talk to him about the song he has on the playlist, Us Someday. Close my eyes and I swear I I wrote that with my dad, which is really special. I wanted to write a very, very classic love song. And, and I've written several love songs, um, but this one feels very old. Uh, it feels like like Eleanor Rigby from the Beatles using the string section and, and all that good stuff. And just wanted to write a, a simple song of a way to say I love you to my wife and uh, been one of my favorite tracks on this record. Thank goodness he wrote a love song for his wife, Lauren. We really had no idea how they felt about each other. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, she's probably not even phased when he comes in with another, right? <laughs> Don't you imagine that in the beginning? It was so exciting. And now she's like, another one? Okay, honey, I get it. <laughs> you love me. I know. I know. <laughs> now for all of these songs and so many more, check out the Country Eat playlist exclusively on Amazon Music. Okay, Kelly, I'm going to read a quote. And this week, I want you and everyone listening at home to guess who said this. Bring it. About time. 
That's all I'm going to say. What took them so long to see and hear what's so obvious to everyone else? Ooh, who said that? And who are they scolding? I have a lot of questions. Any guesses? That sounds like something Justin Moore would say because he's kind of a smart aleck. Well, keep <laughs> listening and we'll tell you if Kelly's right, right here on Country Heat Weekly. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. With American Home Shield, you can protect your home and wallet from unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters or wonky thermostats. Now that's something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, Go to ahs.com slash Wondery. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Okay, it's time to find out who said that. About time. That's all I'm going to say. What took them so long, Kelly, to see and hear what's so obvious to everybody else? Congratulations, Kelly. Is that... Oh, my gosh. That's Keith Urban. Oh, that's Keith Urban <laughs> talking about you, Kelly. Oh, <laughs> I love you, Keith. Thank you. How kind. Kelly's freaking out. I'm glad you can't see my face right now because I'm really red. <laughs> That is Keith Urban congratulating our very own Kelly Sutton for becoming the first female staff announcer at the Grand Ole Opry. The first female in 96 years. So congratulations, Kelly. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Love you. And now we rewind to the CMA close-up stage at Fanfare X for our center stage interview with Kelsey Ballerini. Today's guest is bringing some serious girl boss energy with her. Her latest single, Heart First, is for all of those hopeful romantics out there. And we are hopeful that this song might be giving us a taste of what we can expect from an upcoming project. That's right. Her journey began at 12 years old when she started writing songs and learning to play the guitar in Knoxville, Tennessee. She was 13 when she came to CMA Fest for the very first time. And then a few years later, she moved to Nashville. And she was a fan, just like all of you. Of course. Meeting her heroes like Keith Urban and Taylor Swift. Oh, I love those pictures of her when she was standing in line. It I know. It's so cute. I know. Her debut album, The First Time, came out in 2014. Unapologetically came out in 2017. 2020, we got Kelsey and Ballerini. Yes. She's earned a total of seven number ones. Her most recent with her hometown hero, Kenny Chesney. And on top of all that, she's also a Grand Ole Opry member and an author of a poetry book, Feel Your Way Through. Okay, from fan to performer, we are so excited to see her shine during this year's CMA Fest. Please welcome Kelsey, Kelsey Ballerini! Hello! Hi, friend! 
there's so many people. I know. <laughs> we are just excited that you're here. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm so happy to do this. First CMA Fest memories. Tell us okay. what you can remember. I, I think I was 12 with my mom, and she surprised me with tickets for Christmas. Oh. And so she let me invite a friend, and then she invited a friend. And it was like a little girl's trip. And it was at the old convention center across uh, the road. Uh, Wait, is it gone now? Is it yeah. Uh, it's gone. Yeah. It's where Fifth and Broadway is now. It's, it's yeah. giving, it's giving, she's growing up, she's getting old. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I remember I camped out on the floor for, so when the doors opened, I could get in line quick because I had people I needed to meet. Who, I, who I did you go in I, I waited in line to meet Taylor and, and Lady A I had photos with. And I just remember I was so starry-eyed, you know, and just having the access to everything and, and being in Nashville and celebrating country music, it was just magical. And so... Both sides of it has, it's just been, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. And then your first CMA as an artist was in 2015. Yes. And then it, that was just on Bridgestone Arena Plaza, right? It was, it was. So I, my first CMA fest, I had a fan club party and then I played the stage outside of the arena. I think I was on like my third single at that point. Maybe I was on Peter Pan. Okay. And it was just incredible. And then the very next year I went to the stadium. Does it wow. seem like that was a really quick trajectory for you? Because this is something that you'd been dreaming about since you were a little girl. So for all of us, it feels like, wow, she came to town and it took off and it went quick. But for you, does it feel that fast? It's hard to say because like if I compare my journey to other people's, it happened fast, you know, because right. I have friends that have been in town right. way longer than I have that are, that are just having their first breaks and stuff. But at the same time, like I've been writing songs since I was 12 and, and really truly working towards it since I was a kid. So I don't know. I think things happen as they're meant to and right on time. As Lindsay L says, I love that new song. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do believe that. So it, it's hard for me to, to think it was anything but the right timing. Yeah. yeah. When you did the stadium show and you walked out there, did you feel like that was a I've made it moment? I went in, I had to go into different, I have like different corners of my brain for different. I do. Yeah. I'm a big compartmentalizer. She's in therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I do. And so sometimes I just, if I, I know that I have to shut down the emotional part of me to do my job. And I remember I did that. I went out, I, I did my best. And I remember I walked off stage and Hillary Scott was waiting for me. She had like been there for me because she's like my sister. I just remember I walked off and I saw her waiting for me and I just got off stage and I just got on my hands and knees and wept because that was like the moment, you know? Yeah. So I, I do make sure to like let it catch up and feel it all when it happens. And speaking yeah. of a stadium moment, yeah, we were at Nissan Stadium <laughs> oh my God. for the Kenny show. <laughs> it's so good. You and Kenny did half of my hometown. It was a moment. Oh my gosh. It was surreal. How did it feel? It felt good. It was only the second time we've ever played it. And the first time was like right before it became a single on the ACMs. Yeah. Two years ago. And then this time it was like after, you know, it was out in the world and became a hit and all the things. Cause that me will always be Knoxville, Tennessee My hometown you know, I remember being in Knoxville as a kid and I remember hearing like back where I come from on the radio and stuff. And it was such a crazy thought to me that the person that was on the radio, he was singing about 
the roads I was driving down. Well, not driving because I was too young, like, you know, passengers <laughs> sitting down. And so, I, yeah. So it was just, it was this beautiful, eye-opening, mind-opening moment for me that like, oh, anyone can do this? Even, even from where I'm from, like you can do this? And so just to have that full circle moment with someone. And also like I've been lucky enough to collaborate with a lot of people and it's, it, each one's been such a, a learning experience, but he showed up for that song in every way. He, like, he was just a real brother to the song, to me. And when you do a collaboration, you're like, man, I have a song with this person now, like that lives forever. But the thing for me that I got out of it is like, I call Kenny a friend now. That's oh. like, that was the gift for me out of that. That's the friendship that we didn't know we needed. I know, but now right? we need it. I know. I that. That's how I feel. You said at one point, I remember you telling him, hey, if this goes number one, we're going to go to Knoxville. to Knoxville and have a beer and pizza. We haven't done that, but I okay. will say after the show, we, we proper celebrated. That's what I wanted to hear. I feel like I'm still a little puffy. (laughs) (laughs) The best part was watching you get emotional at the end and seeing him come over and hug you and help you finish the song. Well, the thing is, he was supposed to bring me on and the, the music was just supposed to start. So like I said earlier, like I was in that part of my brain and then he just kept talking. I was like, Kenny, you're going off script here. And he just, you know, he was like, we drove down the same roads. We ate at the same restaurants. So I was like, no, I'm going down. Here we go. <laughs> Very buckle quickly. Up, buckle up. Yeah. It's going to be an emotional ride. Okay. Let's talk about heart first. Yes. It's a ball. Thank you. That's just the kind of details on how it came about. I, you know, I've been, I never really stopped writing between projects, but I, I certainly was just kind of throwing paint at the wall for a while to see what felt right and what was going to stick and what I wanted the next chapter to sound like and feel like and all of that. And I've been really inspired by 90s. I think through COVID, I, I really, instead of listening to what was new, I, I needed something nostalgic to feel comfortable and to feel safe, you know? And I think a lot of us went back and listened to our, our favorite older records. I think I was just in that headspace and I was really inspired by that kind of music. And so I really wanted to, to dive into that kind of more warm, warm sounding, real live instruments and a story that kind of parallels with Unapologetically, which is just follow your heart. So uh, it felt like the first step. Yeah, yeah I love that sound. I mean, it's just like so like breezy and happy. It does make you feel like warm and safe. Yeah, so I summer. love, I love, summer. love that. Thank you. So you've been in the studio with one of my favorite people, Shane McAnally, my <laughs> boss, my day job boss, and Julian Vanetta. What has the recording process been like? so far? It has been wild, you guys. So my last record called Kelsey, I, it was really, I, I was, I was exploring, like I was exploring the sounds I, I was influenced by, the songwriters that I never worked with before. I wrote with everyone. I wrote with other artists. It was just, it was so exploratory. And I felt like I had hit the point where I just allowed myself to to try that. Like I felt brave enough finally to just try that. And it was really fun. I learned a lot about myself and on the record, like it's kind of like a quilt, you know, like every song is a different 
songwriter collaborator group and a different producer group. And so you listen to it and it's not super cohesive, but it's just where I was at. Like I was playing, I was having fun. And I just, I wanted to swing the pendulum back the other way this time. And I wanted it to feel really streamlined and concise and like it's telling a story and like it all just goes together top to bottom because I still call me old school. I still love records. Yeah. I still listen top to bottom when a record by an artist that I love comes out, you know? So yeah, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to walk that line of, of deep country lyrics and, and storytelling, but I, I love, you know, I love pushing boundaries. So, uh, so <laughs> Julian, flip. I love it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Julian kind of brings that edge in and it's just been such a fun process watching them cause they've never worked together before. So watching them collaborate and we've written a bunch together for it and it's, I'm really proud of it. It's country. So the fans want to know when are we going to get this said mm-hmm. album? Okay. What's today? Today is the 10th of June of June. I would say like maybe around this time next month, we'll have more answers. Are we going to have it before Halloween? That's all I'm asking. Okay. Okay. Yes. Before Halloween. The tea. Yes. Okay. For sure. Before most kids go back to school at Labor Day. When's that? Like September, Labor Day. I don't know. 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 I'm trying y'all. I'm trying. But there will be more music before the album. Okay. I'm done. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you collaborating with anyone that you love right now? Kelly, you know what's so funny? <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I've, I felt like I was over-collaborated. I was like, and, and I was like, how do I beat this? It's like Shania and Kenny and Halsey. I'm like, okay, I just need to take a break. Like I need right? to get uh, Paul from Laney. I was like, I just need to get back right. center. And then I wrote this song and I was like, mm, it, calls, it calls for a collab. So I do have one collab. Okay. Yes. Do we know who, uh, can we give a hint? Is it a who or is it a, is it a, is it more than one for, is it a they? Is it a they? Is it, it might be a they. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. All right. I have my guesses. Do you? Yeah. Do you know? No, I don't know. What's your guess? Oh. I do not know. I probably, we we probably shouldn't. No, we won't. I know you guys have guesses too, don't you? I can see them all. They're like, ah! The arms it, are going up. One, once you know, it will all make so much sense. Okay. I think I have That's a, all I got, though. I think I have a guess. I'm excited. Do you want to do fan questions? We are going to do yes. fan questions. This okay. is amazing. Um, first. first, big shout out to Kelsey Central Girls. Yes, Kelsey. Oh, my girl. Oh, find the friend. If you guys are not following Kelsey we Central, you, you need to do that because they are amazing. And they were a part of our podcast, by the way. We have some really fun little segments that we get to do. One of them's fanning out. So the girls were a part of our podcast. Thank you for that. But this one is coming from Lee Ashley and Ashley Front Row right now, Knoxville, Tennessee. Most memorable moment on stage. Um, I mean, as of recent, it was Kenny. Yeah. But there was one moment that I'll never forget. And I think it was just the first moment that it clicked that I was like, oh, this is happening. It was, I was opening for Rascal Flats. I think I was either in Denver or Detroit. I get them mixed up. Don't tell them. And it was an amphitheater. And it was one of the first shows that it got dark during my set because I was used to playing in the daylight. And so it was the first time that I could really see the lights. And it was the day that Peter Pan went number one. Yes. And people put their lights up. And it was like one of my first times seeing flashlights up ever. And it was just the sea of people. And it was my first time saying like... As of today, this is the number one song in country music. And there was something that just clicked where I was just like, oh my God. And I just, <laughs> I put my microphone down and I just sat down on the stage and everyone sang it for me. And it was just, 
a beautiful moment. I think it was the first like aha moment that aha I had. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that. Girls, where was it? Not even a D? Bristol, Virginia. Okay. I knew they would know. I have a really you bad were having memory. A moment. Was I was a moment. having a moment. It's okay. It was a moment. It was Geography fun. was the last thing in your mind. <laughs> it's true. It still is, okay. clearly. <laughs> okay, so I'm asking my own fan question. <laughs> I, I saw this in the I'm script excited. and I'm like, this is from Amber A, Fort Walton Beach. That's you. That's me. Okay, go okay. ahead. Fort Walton Beach slash Nashville. It's, a, it's okay. How did the collaboration with Lainey come about? Lainey is one of my favorite bands. Yes, me too. And actually, I stood behind you at the Lainey concert at the Ryman. Did we didn't you? know each other then, but you were right in front of me and I was, I was like, losing it. just as much as we do. Right. How did that whole thing come about? Was it just a write with, with Paul, who's a lead singer of Lainey, or? So I, I've really, I've only collaborated with people that I... A, am a huge super fan of and B, that I have a relationship with. So my husband and I went to the Laney show at the Ryman and it was my first time seeing them live. Same. Actually, Halsey is who introduced me to the band just to listen to and I was obsessed. Went to the show. We all hung out afterwards. We all went to Red Door. Um, a little cringe, but it's all right. <laughs> and, um, and just became fast friends. And so every time he would come to Nashville, we would hang out. And then finally we were like, let's write. Like, it's, why not? There's nothing to lose. We don't have to write specifically as a collab, like whatever. And so it was me, him, and Nicole Galleon, which sidebar. She's putting out an she's album. She's putting out a record. Yes. It's incredible. I've heard Amazing, the whole thing. I got to write one of the songs with her. It's called Boy Crazy. I'm obsessed with her. It is so beautiful. That, that. Just that. And the first song is Winner, and I've already listened to it. It's, it's incredible. So good. She's, she's incredible. Um, anyway, so it was the three of us, and we all sat around the piano, and the song just kind of fell out, and it just, it was a duet. It was, it, we never talked about it. It just happened that way. And it was my first time breaking the rules, meaning like half of my hometown was my single. It was just getting started at radio. There was no reason I should have put out a song. But then I was like, wait a second. There's no rules. Like... If there's music that should be heard, you should just put it out. Who cares, right? Do you feel that way? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was my first time playing like that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it felt so freeing to just put to put the music out. And it was so much fun. I, I adore him. I quit drinking. Here's to breaking the rules. Here's to breaking yes. the rules. They're meant to be broken. I don't know. Okay, y'all, I just need to pop in here and say that if you were there in the exhibit hall watching this live, you saw us do a round of burning questions with Kelsey. And we asked her what her favorite workout was, which actually led to even more scoop. I've really been uh, off the wagon with that. <laughs> I started ballet again, guys. Oh, I'm sorry, awesome. what? And I started ballet again. So that's my current favorite workout. Um, I'm going to have to, we're going to have yeah. to push pause on the burning questions because I got to dig into this a little bit more. I had, so I danced for 10 years growing up and then I got lanky and I lost all my coordination. So I switched to music and I, I basically, I have an idea for a music video for one of the songs on the record that I know is going to be a single, but it requires me gigging in point shoes and you have to really build back up to that. So I started ballet lessons. Okay. Love you it. get it? So Ballerini, fun. ballerina. <laughs> But <laughs> I, if you do not leap on the stage I at some know. point, I know I'm, I'm trying to like do real. like part one of my tour show and then like the Nutcracker and then like the part two. <laughs> anyway, oh come see God. me in the fall. If that happens, I will be so happy. Okay, this one is from Terry from Vernon, New Jersey, 
in the house. Hey, Terry. Oh, hey. I uh, wanted to know what would you do if you weren't a musician? Um, I, th I think I would still be doing something creative. So I love doing glam, like hair and makeup. I'd probably be doing that. I do it on my friends still. I don't know. Probably that. Is that okay. a boring answer? I don't know. No, that's oh, a that's great answer. Okay. And you that's also are sponsored by CoverGirl. CoverGirl. So, yes. Yeah. Just casually. Do you get free makeup all the time? Please say yes. I do. Oh, that's what we all want. The dream. I do. That's the dream. the dream. I'll make goodie bags. We're bringing you a bonus section of the podcast today. We'll title Fly on the Wall. This is something that transpired backstage at Nissan Stadium that we're going to let you listen in on. We had a crew on site every night interviewing the artist playing the stadium. Now, they were quick interviews, just a few minutes with each artist. And when our producer was talking to Dina Carter, she asked her if there were any contemporary artists that she really liked. Well, I love Liney Wilson. I love her. She's and she's crushing it. She's doing a great job. I love Thomas Rhett. I love his records. I love his songs. So Dina didn't realize that Thomas was on the lineup that night or that he'd be coming into the room in just a few minutes. No, I've not met him yet. I have not. I have to meet him because I worked with his daddy and um, I'm, I'm just like a huge fan. I want to write with him because he is so talented. I can't believe that she had never met Thomas Rhett. So a few minutes later, TR comes into the room. Now, Dina is still in the room, just a couple of interview booths down, and this happens. Dina Carter is right over there. Is she really? Passing along a message. She's never met you. She wants to write with you. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's write, Dina. Miss <laughs> Carter, I was just told you wanted to write. All right, let, how's Monday at noon sound? All right. <laughs> so if they wind up writing together, producer Jay gets a third. Absolutely. She made that happen. Okay. Carrie Underwood also came through to chat. Now, if you remember when Carrie was on the podcast several weeks back, she told us that she was raising chickens in her basement. So we have a chicken update. They are no longer chicks. Um, we ended up with uh, one rooster and two chickens. I didn't do too many. I'd never done that before. I didn't want to scare the other girls, bring in some new, some new girls in. Um, we did give our rooster to someone who needed a rooster because uh, we already have a rooster. Um, but my, my little girls are, are in the coop now and um, they're doing well. Bobby and Domino. And to get the full backstory on the chickens, you have to go back and listen to episode 18 from late March when Carrie was our center stage guest. Next week on the podcast, we'll share another conversation taped live at CMA Fest, this time with Russell Dickerson. We had so much fun and so many laughs with him. And also next week, we'll rediscover the music of Shelley Wright. No doubt there'll be plenty more exclusive tidbits from CMA Fest. We have hours of audio to comb through, including conversations with Lady A, Dustin Lynch, Old Dominion, and Cole Swindell. And on deck for the two episodes after that, we have both Luke's, Brian and Combs. Do we know which one comes first? Well, we do, but we're not going to tell everyone. I mean, they have to find and follow Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast app. And then you'll be the first to know when that new episode drops. Do we have a baby update, by the way, on Luke Combs? Okay, here's where we were at when we talked to him just a few days ago at the stadium. No baby yet, but... 
we are very close. I mean, we're literally like eight days out or something. So it's like, if we're not ready now, we're never going to be. So figure waiting this long would probably be a disservice to myself, you know? And also like my potential as a parent probably would be not very great if I wasn't ready by now, but we're ready to roll. Until next week, you can find us on social media. I'm, hey, it's Amber A. And I'm at the Kelly Sutton. Don't forget to use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly. As we mentioned earlier, we asked the stars what their favorite workout is. This kind of started because we noticed that Jason Aldean was pretty much a toothpick. He's gotten so skinny. I, I don't work. I hate working out. Clearly, but I'm telling you, diet is like 80 percent of it, if not more. Trying to get back in tour shape. I was off the road for about six months and just kind of. Didn't really do much of anything, and so I've kind of had to get it together here over the last couple months. But unlike Jason, some other guys of country music are pretty serious about their workouts. Here are some training tips from Kane Brown, Tim McGraw, and Darius Rucker. I mean, I love when I get to do chest, shoulders, back, triceps, biceps. Kind of starting to fall in love with legs, so we'll see. It's a lot of CrossFit stuff. I mean, we use ropes and chains and and all kinds of things and running a lot. I do a lot of cardio. Um, That's the main thing. Uh, I do this P90X workout that uh, really is really good. Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Special thanks this week to Sarah Trahern, Michelle Kirk, and the entire team at the CMA for letting us be a part of their big party. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, Dibs, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com.